Welcome back to On the Horizon podcast, hosted by Jesse Sage and Melrose Michaels. First, thank you so much for becoming a premium subscriber and supporting our podcast. This is getting you extra exclusive, unheard, and unseen footage from each interview that we have on the horizon. Steph Sia is a stripper, content creator, and pole dance instructor based in Vancouver, Canada. She is the host of the Sex Work podcast, Stripped by Sia, that shares the stories of the lived experiences of sex workers with the aim to destigmatize the sex industry. One of the things that I've found um, is that, especially when I first started um, working like this that I was like saying yes to like mm. every single thing oh, and yeah. thinking like yes I ha- I don't know what's going to come next so I have to say yes to everything that comes in and what I found like the further along in my career I get is that like there's more payoff often in like starting to say no to things and then putting more of your energy into the things that are working but yeah. it like takes some time to get to that point and I was wondering like what you found about not just like doing everything but like maybe sometimes not doing things like (laughs) yes I could definitely speak to this for sure it took me a long time to get to that point because like Mm -hmm. I was taught to just say yes to every opportunity because money and success and all that stuff that comes with it but then if you're accepting everything that you're not fully 100% behind that's actually doing um I would say more damage to your business Mm -hmm. um you know, because you're you're outputting all this energy in like multiple spaces and some of them are not going to be the right fit or maybe yeah. are a lot of freaking work. I can give you an example of this. So I was um, subcon- I was subcontracting for um, a former client of mine last year. They hired me as an independent contractor and they're like, your work's so great. Let's hire you full time. And then they laid me off. And then we went back into this contracting uh, kind of like flow, which was Mm -hmm. kind of fine. But then I had so many red flags going back into that discussion. And But for me, I was like, well, this is like easy money. And this is like really, really, really easy work that I'm doing for them. I could just like get a few like thousand dollars here and there and it should be fine. That should be good. But they turned out to be one of the worst clients I've ever had in my life. Just like Mm. expecting me to be on call all the time. This is one of my vanilla, like one of my vanilla clients and like just expecting me to be on call all the time. Um, I had specific days, again, like me back to organizing. I had specific days that I'd be working on the projects with this particular client and specific hours of operation that I'm available to them. But they just expected everything to be like done right away and like all the stuff. And like, I just felt like I was getting so stressed out and like my anxiety was just like through the roof with them whenever I got an email landing in my inbox. So... I just decided to cut them off later, mm-hmm. earlier this year because I was like, this is not serving me anymore. And my rates for 2022 are this. Uh, out of good faith, I had honored my 2021 rates. And if you don't want to pay my 2022 rates, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to sever this agreement. So that's yeah. what I did. And I feel great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel good about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I just learned that lesson a little bit too. And this, I mean, Jesse had this conversation. I'm like, I feel like I'm being pulled in a lot of directions and I'm not doing anything well enough and like mm-hmm. that's a lot of cause for my anxiety personally because I want to achieve at the level of production that I intend to put out like yeah I'm mm-hmm. passionate about the things I'm doing and also they impact my community so like I feel that obligation and like responsibility to do them well mm-hmm. so like if I can't do that like I need to cut ties and like limit where my resources are going especially like my own mental and emotional capital, yeah because mm-hmm. that's yeah. 
so it important. Is, I, I found like that it was hard for me to figure out like how to do that because individually every single thing I was doing felt worthwhile to me. Yeah, same. And I was like, oh, but there's a good reason that I'm doing this. Oh, well, there's also a good reason I'm doing this. And then there's a good reason I'm doing this. But then I was like, that all makes sense individually. But as a whole, like this is not feasible. I can't do this. And so I'd have to be like, okay, I need to figure out how to take a step back and be like, yes, individually, all this stuff is awesome. Together, it's a nightmare. So like, Mm -hmm. I got to figure out how to reorganize and like reorient in a way that's actually sustainable. Yeah, but it also might come down to timing as well. So if it's mm-hmm. good for you, then maybe you have you might have to take step a step back for a month. If if you're allowed mm-hmm. to do that and you have the capacity to do that, then revisit it at a later time date. Like that yeah. might be an option for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I did. I was like, I'm going to shelf this project and let it like kind of lie and yeah. make it is inexpensive to sit there and pend for a while and then yeah. circle back to it when I can do it right, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. but that, those are like decisions that you have to make as somebody who as independent contractors, which yeah. all of us are independent contractors and uh, small businesses, like yeah. we're our own small businesses. So we have to figure out like how to, how to make all of that work. Yeah. Totally. You don't get to turn it off often at the end of the day. So no, I think it's really important to also, sorry, if I could say one no, more thing. Um, it's also important to uh, be self-aware in terms of like what your capacity levels are mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how much, like if you're reaching like the top of your jar or whatever, then you have to say no and you have to be comfortable saying no as well. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't come overnight. Like usually I'm like ruminating things for a bit and then I'm like, okay, I I can't, (laughs) I cannot take this out anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to take a step back. So Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. A good Mm -hmm. tone to end on because I think so many of the people listening are probably, or have dealt with that. And also like, I, I've been telling people lately, I'm like, I'm in a season of saying no. Like I'm I'm eliminating <laughs> things at this point. But opportunity so good comes along in this season, like see me next season. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Shy Spells joined the sex work community in 2017. Her expertise lies in phone and camera work, and she's met so many amazing people from this line of work, which has helped her grow and blossom. Although she may not be as active as she once was, she's grateful for everything she's learned. If she's not taking calls or chatting with her fans, she's in the kitchen whipping up some floral jellies. I like this conversation because I think it's important to talk about like what it's like to live in a world in which like you don't have a paycheck and you're just like hustling like this is a hustle Uh, (laughs) I think too that one thing we didn't really touch on or I guess a little bit but from the gig economy that I think translates no matter what the gig is is just the resilience like it will teach you Mm -hmm. hands down because like you have a bad month a bad week whatever but you have to keep going like what other option is there Mm -hmm. you either leave the space and get a nine to five or you keep going and you figure out how can I improve this you know Mm -hmm. so the resiliency that stands out to me I do have a question. Yeah. Um, uh, just like, so I feel like although people are getting more like into like the gig economy, as you know, a lot of people are doing, mm-hmm. you know, lift and selling things and mm-hmm. making things and stuff. Um, I feel like uh, as big as OnlyFans has gotten and, and people coming out like, yeah, I do sex work. I feel like there's still a lot of stigma, especially around um, 
uh, feminine presenting people, AFAT people um, mm-hmm. who do sex work. And even though it's a gig and it falls into that category, I still yeah. feel like um, even with how big, oh, I feel like a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the OnlyFans and joining as soon as they turned 18 and all that stuff, when it became so widespread and all these people are doing it, I still feel like um we get judged for yeah. it and it's like mm-hmm. you know we we talk about the hustle and how hard it is and how hard we work for it and i feel like for everyone else it's like yeah they're hustling they're making ends meet they're doing what they need to do to pay the bills but mm-hmm. i still feel like when we do it it's it's supposed to be shameful we're not supposed to be proud of, of it yeah yeah i mean <laughs> I, I was in my head yeah. that's something that came up and it's a little off topic so i was going to wait and pause to see if you wanted to add before i derailed it a little <laughs> um but because i feel like when someone's when i hear in conversations and passing that someone refers to someone else like oh they drive uber on the weekends or they do lift on the weekends i feel like there's a little bit of sh- shame and stigma attached to that too like oh they're not good enough at what they're doing so they have to do that too or, or like where mm. when i hear that my first thought is like good for them they're hustling you know yeah, yeah. But that doesn't seem to mm-hmm. be the collective perspective on on it most of the time hmm. mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I think that that's like really complicated. I think the whole thing is really complicated. I yeah. do agree with you, Shy, that like there is an added like shame and stigma to like sex work when we're like doing what we need to do. And I feel like um, there's, I don't, I don't know how that changes. Like, I think that it has like, it's been around for so long. I feel like it is good. The the only thing I can say is that I feel like um, with younger people, it's like much, much better. So, and and so I think maybe that's where we change. Like we're not going to change the boomers mind about like being in porn, but like the Gen Zers, the zoomers, they are, have a very different perspective on that. And I think it's because a lot of like, it's so much more familiar to them now. Like it was interesting. I'm driving. So I have, Uh, well one's an adult now but I have a teenager and I'm driving around with my teenager one day and I think I've told this story story. Um, and he's like oh my friend lives in that house and I'm like cool and then he's like oh and his mom's an OnlyFans model and I was like how do you know that and he's like I don't know we just know what moms are OnlyFans moms and I was like oh okay Um, but it wasn't because he it didn't even I don't even think he thought it was salacious. I think he was telling me, because even though I don't say this explicitly, like, I think he knows at one point I had, like, an OnlyFans, you know? And um, I think he was just like, oh, by the way, my friend lives in that house and his mom is an OnlyFans model. And I was like, okay, cool. And, like, in PJ's teaching, like, I'm not teaching anymore, but PJ's still teaching. And they say that, like, five years ago, especially when they would start to talk about sex work, they would have to tell their students like a lot of background information. And right now the students that are coming in because of OnlyFans and because of like the proliferation of this, he's not explaining to them that's interesting. what OnlyFans that's is. Really, that's really awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I have a younger sibling and um, I, I have a, uh, so my, I have two siblings. They're both younger. One's older than the one's my generation. The other one's Gen Z. Mm. Yeah. And, um, so the one that's uh, a millennial, they hate the idea. When they found out what I do, they were very upset wow. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, but the the younger one, they were just like, like, oh, okay, like that's yeah. what you do. Cool, like cool beans, whatever pays the bills, right? Like they're like, it's fine as long as you still take me to Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that's kind of how it was with my kids too. I remember when we like came out to them. Um, we were at dinner and 
I really got the impression that they were like, is this what this meeting is about? You <laughs> know, like <laughs> they don't care what how I'm paying for their meal. They just like want me to pay for their dinner, you know? <laughs> and I think that, yeah, it does feel like there's a shift, but I do not think that the shift is starting with the older generations. I feel like it's going to have to. I think that's how most things, that's how most changes. Yeah. Made, mm-hmm. really. It's really hard to, to persuade someone that their life experience is not aligned with the present social climate. Like, I think that's a hard sell. That's Yeah, and I think that that's important to bring up, too, because I feel like we, I mean, I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm a little bit older, but like millennials and like the the economy and the job market like is not the same yeah. like and people are graduating from college with like no job options mm-hmm. like there things are very in debt, very yeah. in a lot of debt things are very very different and i feel like the econ- the labor precarity that like the younger generations are entering into like has to impact the way that they're thinking about things yeah. like sex work because so many people that they know are working in these spaces yeah and it has to be closer to the reality yeah their life experience is like well what i did the things you said i was supposed to do and now i have no job so now what do i do and yeah. like these are the options because that's what the market has done <laughs> yeah whereas i i don't think for our parents or even like you know my sisters that are closer to my age too like it just doesn't like doing uh marginalized work or not like um you know, just following a straight and narrow path, like doesn't make as much sense. We also have to factor, I guess, into the equation, also the internet, like our generation above was not coming up with this tool, the way that we have all these things so accessible to us. So like the idea of getting naked on the internet to them might mean something different than it does to us. It doesn't mean it's as accessible the way it really is. And these are all things I think to consider where, you know, the younger generation, they don't know a world without the internet. So this makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense. It's Mm -hmm. different social media. Yeah. That's a very cool topic. I like that. I like that question. I like that question. Yeah. Do you, um, what kind of advice do you think that you would give to like, speaking of younger people to like Mm -hmm. younger people who are considering starting OnlyFans or working in our industry, like as a side hustle and not as their, you know, not people who want to be career sex workers, but side hustlers. What would you say to them? Um, well, I, you know, of course, the number, you know, what's on the internet stays on the internet. That's definitely mm-hmm. something to think about. That's something I thought about for a, a, a long while before I pressed that record button. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as someone who did that and, and you know, now works in a vanilla job where my job knows and they don't judge me for it, luckily. I know that's not the case with everyone, but... Um, um, I guess my biggest advice would be to, you know, do your research and think mm-hmm. in the long term. Don't think oh right now. I know I understand a lot of people, especially with everything with COVID and everything, everybody yeah. is like, how am I going to get my bills paid today? Yeah. And so a lot of times a gig money is quick money. Mm-hmm. And um, so I understand you want to pay the bills today, but also, you know, think about it in the long term. Um, but mm-hmm. also keep in mind that, uh, it's not shameful in any regard. So mm-hmm. even if you go somewhere and they find out you did OnlyFans or something and they go, oh, well, we can't have you here because that's a bad influence or whatever. Screw them. Like you, you know, you don't you don't want to work for a company. You don't want to be with a company like that. There's, you know, bigger and better things going on for you. There's nothing 
there's nothing immoral about uh, doing sex work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's we all know it's it's the oldest profession. Uh, mm-hmm. The demand is there. That's the thing. A lot of people who be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you did that." That they're the same ones buying the subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah. don't like. I say don't feel shame with it. Um, that was my biggest thing. I felt a lot of shame when I first started. And now, like, when people bring me, they're like, oh, my God, you did that? And I'm like, yeah. And I, I loved it, and I don't regret it. Yeah. And it, it helped me become who I am. I just turned 30, and I feel so much more content with myself. I dress the way I want to do the mm-hmm. things I want, and I care less about what people think of me. And that's helped me. And my that's helped me so much more at night. So I don't regret that at all. And um, I feel like that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier when you were talking about communication or people getting upset and realizing that, like, that's not about you. Like, I think you can translate that to this discussion, too, into shame, because I've had a lot of people put their shame on me because of my Mm -hmm. work. That's not about me. And when I can step back and be like, I know you have some like issues, but those issues aren't mine and I can't take them on. You know, that's that's something you can do. I have a really short story uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Some I was at work yesterday and somebody caught me the uh, before picture for Jenny Craig. And um, oh they, were, they were they were they were just upset and that's what they said to me and I was and it was so funny cuz when they said it I didn't I just looked at them and I was just like, "Oh, okay." And I didn't mm-hmm. feel and I'm like, "If this was 5 years ago, mm-hmm. I would have dropped to the floor and cried." Yeah. Yeah. And it was so nice to be able to sit there and be like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry you're going through what you're going through today. I would still love to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to let that affect me. It's like, okay, yeah, you right. pointed out I'm, that I'm fat. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good to know you guys. Yeah. It's interesting, too, to like, um, I feel like one of the things that like sex work has done for me is to teach me like to not like to not take on other people's shame like that, mm-hmm. like they have an issue. Like I've, I recently had a, um, somebody on Twitter who got upset with me because I called myself fat and was like, you're not fat. You're like blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think you're really like hot. And I was like, okay, but like, what does that have to do with like anything? Um, and, and I was like thinking through it and I was like, Oh, but um, that's his shame. That has nothing to do with me. Like, I don't, I'm not taking that on. And then I I recently posted something about somebody stopping me on the street and was like, you're really like beautiful. You should be a full figure model, which I thought was cute because like I do model, but like, I'm not going to like tell that person that. So I was like, okay. And then this guy was like, why did he have to say that you're full figured? I mean, you are, but like he could, she could just say model. And I was like, what what like yeah. <laughs> why do you care about this like you know like you're associating a whole bunch of bad things with being full figure that i'm not associating with the, that so like i'm not taking that on like yeah. that's not a fight that i want to fight and that's a um that's a nice space to be in like to operate from, to operate from. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah sex work really helped me get comfortable with the word fat now i exclusively use it when i mm-hmm. um describe my body i don't tell people oh i'm curvy or i'm more to love or anything like that i'm just like no i'm fat and it's not a negative thing and i'm okay yeah. with that and <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i really like that 
We hope you enjoyed this bonus footage from this episode of On the Horizon, and we look forward to having you tune in next time.